At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help for PTS injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Not, but uh, it is. I know. It's a surprise. What a shocker. Marriage is tough for everybody, and it is a challenge for everybody. What makes it a lot more challenging, though, is PTSD. Having a trauma brain is not helpful for marriage. So what I wanted to do is explore a couple of reasons why, because it's all about mindfulness, folks. The more you are aware of what's going on, the more you're able to stop in the moment and go, wait a second, that's not me, that is not my spouse, that's my trauma brain that's creating this problem right now. That's why I'm feeling the, this emotional overwhelm. That's why maybe I'm being a bit of a dick right now. Uh, that's why I feel so hurt and I'm so sure because I'm hurt that it's not because of something within me. It's not my fault that I'm hurt. It's my spouse's fault that I am uncomfortable or hurt in pain right now. But what is actually happening is that hurt is a product of your trauma brain. It's not your spouse that's doing it. And it's not even really you that's doing it, but it's only you that can control it because you can't control others. You can only control yourself. And learning to control yourself and being mindful is extra tough when you have trauma brain. So we're going to talk a little bit about why that is and what maybe some solutions are. Okay, so the first thing about why are all these arguments happening with those closest to you? Um, your children, uh, the, the relationships, the connections that matter the most. So maybe it's your children that set you off that you have the least tolerance for. Maybe it's your spouse that you have the least tolerance for. Maybe you never lose your cool around your friends, around your buddies or your clients, but you just can't keep your shit together when you're at home. Uh, nobody else hurts your feelings, but those closest to you do hurt your feelings. It's this weird contrast because those closest to you are those that you would walk through fire for, you would lay down your life for, you would take a bullet for, and you would slaughter anybody that hurt them. And yet here we are because of our lack of control and because of a lack of understanding of our own behavior, we're the ones doing the harm to those closest to you. And it's so critical to get a grip on this because it is one of the main drivers for suicide. When somebody uh, comes to the point of, oh my God, I am the asshole and the world's better off without me because all I'm doing is hurting those closest to me and I can't stop. When that starts happening, the challenge is how to stop doing that. So the first part that I want to cover with that is, hang on, come on in, it's okay, is the closer you are to another human being, the more vulnerable you are naturally, because it's those that are closest to you that can hurt you the most. If you don't love somebody, if you don't care about somebody, then you don't give a shit what they think or what they feel or how they treat you because there's no stake in that. Uh, there's, there's no dog in that race. You don't care. So 
with your spouse or your children or whoever it is that is closest to you, when they have an unkind word for you or something that you perceive as an unkind word, well, that can be a problem because it hurts. It hurts because you're more vulnerable. Uh, on another video, I talked about your world belief system or paradigm being like a fence in your backyard. The more secure you are about your beliefs and who you are and what you are and what you believe in, the less of a fence you have in the backyard or maybe even no fence because a fence that you have around the backyard is either to keep people in or it's to keep people out, people or dogs or deer or whatever. But it is a barrier for protection. If you don't feel vulnerable, if you if nothing can hurt you, if you are bulletproof, you don't need a fence. You just don't. If nobody can steal what's yours and or or hurt anybody that you love, then you don't need a fence because there's no threat. The reason that you're vulnerable, there's a couple. But you always got to remember the trauma cup. So a healthy person, their trauma cup is only about a third full at any given time. So you can shake it, bounce it, smack it, and that is not going to spill out unless you tip the trauma cup straight over. You're good. But when you've um, experienced trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma, that cup is a lot closer to the top, so it's more delicate. You got to hold it carefully. And you got to walk slower and you got to take more skill and be more mindful about what's going on with that cup because it doesn't have a lid on the top. Without the lid on the top and with it being right at the t um, uh, filled most of the way up, it doesn't take much, just a little, just a little tap and it spills over. And what it's full of is your emotions. The healthy person is only one full, one, one third full, because life happens, everybody's got trauma in their life. But for the rest of us that we're right up here, and the whole point of therapy is to try to drain that as much as you can. Maybe get it down to two thirds, maybe even a half, so that you are more stable as a human being. So that when your emotions get tested, because your life is getting shaken around, it's becoming unstable, it really will take a lot more for it to spill over the top. Now, that trauma cup can fill one of two ways. One giant event that fills it up, or a whole bunch of smaller events, death by a thousand cuts. That's why PTSD from anybody that's been in a war zone is so common, because it's so much intensity in such a short period. Whereas in a uh, Leo career or any uniform services, it's sometimes you have those giant big events that are like, holy shit. Uh, but more likely, it's a bunch of smaller events that fills it up over time. Maybe it's over three years, maybe it's over 30 years, depends on the beat that you walk, and it depends on how full your trauma cup was before you joined, before you put on that uniform. What happened in your childhood? What was your relationship like with your parents? What happened? Because uh, we all have a story. We all have a trauma cup. And the more solid you are as a human being, the less likely it is for those 
emotions to spill out and cause problems. Because when they spill out, they spill out on the people that we love the most, the people that are closest, uh, the, those that are witnessing your blowout or maybe it's not even a blow. Maybe it's just a really grumpy face. Maybe you're just being distant or maybe you're being a little bit touchy and it doesn't take much for you to be defensive. That's because you're protecting that cup and it doesn't take much to spill it over. That's why you're so touchy because it's, um, it's a delicate, delicate thing. When you are in a marriage or any relationship, but more importantly in a marriage or if you have kids, in order to be the best part of that partnership, you have to be full, fully developed yourself. But the more the trauma cup is, all of your energy and thoughts are going to not spilling that cup. It's taking everything that you got. So because all that focuses on yourself, it is really diff- difficult to focus on the relationship and to focus on the other person's needs. All you know is that you're always in panic mode and you're always just right up to your eyeballs in, in, in tension and in stress. So all you're thinking about is your own needs. It's almost like a narcissist, just thinking about yourself because you don't have room or energy or others. And that is the challenge of being in a relationship with anybody that you love while you have trauma brain. I hope this is helpful. I hope that there's uh, some insights with this. Uh, Please leave your comments. would love to hear from you. You're listening to Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Now I've got a favor to ask you. And I know everybody asks for the same favor, but it's really, really important. If you can help, do your little bit by going to Apple Podcasts, leaving a rating and a comment. That would be awesome. Also, on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or whatever floats your boat and blows your hair back, please click follow. And if there's an option there for rating, please do so. And this is why. Every time you click like, leave a rating, leave a comment, what happens is that it makes it easier for other people to find this podcast. The help that you can't find doesn't help at all. So help other people find this so that they can help themselves. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, share, share like the sugar bear because sharing is caring.